A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. I'm the little sea urchin of this podcast. The uni. The uni. Take me back. I invented something that I think, this is what I think every married woman should do after her honeymoon, and it's called a girly moon, where you go do honeymoon stuff with your girlfriends. And I think everyone should do it. It was such a nice reminder to me, or like, well, we went snorkeling, yeah, um, which I guess is the um, the long and short of it. But the real heads um, know it was yeah. so nice <laughs> to do something like that here with you guys and remind me that like I'm still a whole person without my husband and all of that fun stuff. 
I think it also must be so cool. I love that idea. And to do, I don't know if it would always be possible depending on where people honeymoon and that sort of thing, but I liked that something we did something the- <laughs> or like, yeah, like similar or like that we did something similar to something you yeah. could have also done on your honeymoon. And I really like it as like a, um, a blessing into your life. Like you said, to remind you that you're a whole person, but also that like the honeymoon is not over. Like there's you, there's chances for this with, with your friends, with your husband too, but also like locally in this thing, because I think we go to those places. I think we said this on, on a past episode, thinking about like how intense that bottom out can be from going to let from like wedding celebration to honeymoon back to reality and how harsh that is. And I do like this transition, but also just the like, yeah, your whole life is a honeymoon and exciting. And it's also awful, but it's yes, I love it. I think if you're able to, even if it's like just a champagne brunch or something that would be similar to whatever, it's 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 a really nice. Well, any time you can spend with girlfriends is always a really nice. Um, no, I love that. And I this is like basically what you just said of all of these or like too long. What's the opposite of too long? Didn't read. Made it longer. Unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love I love that. <laughs> no, but the like, oh, I was going to say celebrating coming back, celebrating the entry. There are so many things in these in these traditions that I am so excited and or like just I I love it all so much because I think there's so many ways to interpret it. I I'll understand all of the like awful implications and the patriarchal lineage and and things like that too but I was going to say even this thing of like being happy for someone after coming like wanting to hear about this the like sharing of it the like us welcoming you back as friends being like you still belong to our community and also you being like yes I absolutely still want to see my friends because you can think all of these kind of like aftercare things from a huge intense experience that you shared with a bunch of people I feel like is is so gorgeous and it's like that's what those things are for it's like to to have the ripples of your love and community and experience together like take you into life like we're all bonded we all got married not literally but we all like that was for all of us you know that's why you do it well the we also made a new friend (laughs) oh my god this is about to be be the ad of a lifetime by the way and yeah. also, if you end up seeking this man's services, which I would recommend. A hundred percent. We don't know every ounce of his life. We just know that this man has been on Naked and Afraid six times and knows his shit about water and snorkeling and kayaking and has the most bonkers tattoo I've ever seen. He's going to pick you up in a white unmarked van. It's not like some uh, like yacht high end, like, no. you know. This is definitely like a local person taking you on a kayak. Yes. Mm -hmm. But if you're the type of person that's like, I love Anthony Bourdain. I love all of this like authentic experience. This is an authentic experience Mm -hmm. of a a local taking you out into the ocean. I love that he knew everyone at the docks. Everyone knew him. Everyone said it. Also, his name's Gary Golding. He was on Naked and Afraid. He's the Tarzan of Los Angeles. Uh, I guess he is a fan favorite on Naked and Afraid. And a few people responded to my stories and was like, I love that guy on Naked and Afraid. So he he was true there. He's very Virgo, uh, despite being extremely wild. 
you know, that Jupiter, Jupiter Leo in the 12th, he said his life's a show. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of good, there's a lot of good sound bites coming from this reality TV veteran. And a lesson in, I feel like Virgo, not, not a against Virgo stereotypes, but it was like, yes, this is also a Virgo. This is also Mm -hmm. Virgo. Yes. It was a kind of Virgo. Um, and I do, (laughs) I did appreciate a lot of the, like, you know, he has survival tips and those kind of things, which you don't always get like on a, a snorkel tour or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, again, we don't really know everything about him. He's definitely into like conservation and stuff and off the grid stuff. And I don't know. He's, he yeah. seemed to really know his shit. Very much knew his shit. And I mean, we talked about it after our, our excursion. I mean, if you have daddy issues. It was like, it was like rent a dad for the day for me. I was like, <laughs> was. he's telling me you're doing a good job. I, th- I'm only saying this to you. So you get this and you have this life skill. I was like, um, okay. Can I pay like a little extra for you saying I'm proud of you and that you're, you're doing, you're doing amazing, sweetie. I mean, that's like, that's, it felt like a dad teaching you a life lesson was mm-hmm. what the whole excursion felt like. And also, I mean, I had some people like friends be like, your vacation looked great. I was like, I went to Redondo beach. It is mm-hmm. a vacation, but I love that after you got back from your travels, Lisa, cause it is so hard to describe a, a vacation, let alone your honeymoon or something that really moved you and changed you. But I like what you said was like, I just, I can do this shit at home too. I need to do these, these things at home. Like, and I, I've just from our conversation, I was like, yeah, I'm like, that's why I moved to California. I wanted to feel like I was on vacation and yeah, sometimes you're going to have to drive somewhere far from your home to do something that bonds you and makes you, makes you excited. And it like takes you out of your routine. And it like, it was just such a unique thing I would have never done unless you pitched at least which I'm very, I'm very glad you did. And it made me want to start like upping the ante. Like I want to find like a cool, weird freak to take us somewhere oh, yeah. else now. <laughs> I, I also think if like any amount of money that I can pay to find peace, because I, I'm always mm. like seeking that, you know, I think a lot of like, especially creative people and not that this is okay or that I'm like normalizing it, but like run on anxiety and a lot of, and I know that we all like are extremely hard workers and perfectionists. And like, we have something like this, that was like something we enjoyed that we've turned into a business and stuff where it's like Mm -hmm. anything that I can do where it's like, well, I'm in the ocean and I can't really think about shit right now because there's like a crab or whatever you know I gotta like there's a sea slug suckling on my toes so I have (laughs) I have to turn my matters well that's that made me think of the astrology of it too because when you when you texted like can we do this I my instinct was to go you go do this one time first and then I will see if I can do this I would have my my instinct was fear and wanting to see someone do it first and then I instantly was like why like what are what is the worst thing that could really go wrong? Why or why does my brain go to death instantly? Like why? Like why? Why do I think I'm going to die in like kayaking around a marina where everything is, everything was so mellow it's, and so fine? And you can say no if anything ever freaked you out. Mm-hmm. And he even I mean, said that in the beginning. He wanted That's us to like. swim at the sea lions, and I think all of us were on the boat. Like, no. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm not trying to have that intense of a. <laughs> Thing. I learned this yeah. from I learned this from the horseback ride that I went on in the desert and the woman asked us um, after she had kind of told us 
that the horse that I was on was like pretty difficult or whatever, mm-hmm. like, or like, wasn't, but difficult in a, in a way that wasn't scary. But I was like, she was like, do you want to go on the heart? Like, oh, I can tell that you guys are pretty good riders. Do you want to go on the, like the hard one, like the advanced one? And I was like, no, I want to go on the enjoyable Whatever, right. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, I want to go on the nice one. I want to have a good time. Would I maybe have a good time on that other one? Yeah, but I'm not trying to have like the best time, the whatever, like the the most intense. I'm just trying to have a nice time. Like, mm-hmm. well, then you can see the... you can mellow and ease into it too. Cause now I'm like, now I do want to go do the harder next level Gary kayak. We mm-hmm. I think go, we, could we do should it. go do the shark one. That's what. Yeah, I, I've swam that before and it's yeah. really fun. There's other yeah. shit too besides the sharks. Anyway, that's for another time. Well, but it yeah. is. I was going to say, though, Stevie, I think it is that Pluto in the fifth house of like doing fun, life affirming things makes you think of death. <laughs> and time. something that I will say, because I have that Pluto conjunct Mercury and it's something that I've been noticing because I have been saying yes to these things and agreeing to go on vacations and g- agreeing to go on like a weekend trip or something um, is that truly one of the first things that happens to me is I go like, Oh my God, what if someone like, what if we're going to die? Like, what if we die here? Or like, what if someone Mm -hmm. dies here? Well, we'll have so much joy that of course something horrible will happen is the, is where my brain goes. But I think it's also like the, if you just let yourself have that thought, I think it's the being like, Oh, I shouldn't associate these things with the most intense thing on earth. And it's like, no, oftentimes like, that is, if there is one thing we know deeply as a culture now is that sometimes the best night of someone's life turns into the worst, a nightmare mm-hmm. experience or whatever. And because of something else, but that doesn't mean that like, it also means that you could potentially like die during the best night of your life. What better, oh, like, know, right? what better way to go than like having the best time. If that's when it, it happens, it's like, well, you could go doing something totally boring too. So Either way, we're all going to (laughs) go. That's why the ocean, the ocean doesn't scare me like that at all, because I'm like, what if I die doing a snorkel thing or like a shark excursion? People are going to say she died doing what she loved. If I die in like a DUI, that's going to be horrible. Like, I would much rather like, Mm -hmm. you know, get taken out by nature and not whatever people die in you. It's not like any more or less sad or their life doesn't mean a different thing. It's just like. I'd rather go out like, you know, in a in a crazy shark attack, I guess, you know, in a space mm-hmm. of in a well, there was like a space of you were doing something enjoyable, which yeah. it's it is sad to think something could happen during a time of enjoyment. But then I think about like 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 dumb idiots like my cousin who do backflips off of rocks and breaks their leg in Mexico. And they're like, it was still so fun. And I'm like, yeah. I wish I had an ounce of. Well, at least it was cheaper to get my leg fixed in Mexico. And I'm like, <laughs> you're like, uh, that just that rationale. And you live. And I lived, bitch. Like that mm-hmm. whole, that whole mentality. Sorry to take it there again. No. You, as you know, the Pluto fifth house. So it helped me break through fear. It helped me break through fear, which I appreciated. We're recording right now under the influence of the Venus Pluto opposition. Uh, <laughs> it's probably happening. I forget. What's your rising degree? Me, 19. So it's a little far for that, but still. But like, I'm also, and I'm also natally, it, uh, what, what do you say? Oh, Venus. Venus yeah, I'm natal, and I'm, and I'm natally that as well. Fun facts. 
And also this Uranus, North Node, Mars, the Saturn, Mars, Saturn square of all of these and the Chiron, like Leo Chiron trine that's been happening at that, like eight degrees and 16 degrees. We're breaking, we're breaking through. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yesterday, just also like, I'm not sure when this will release, but I mean, yesterday was like Mar Lago getting raided, mm-hmm. Ezra Miller gets arrested. Olivia Newton, John, there was a lot of like, there was a lot of activation of like, of what can result from what sort of things. And I think like reflecting on this, even though we did a little bit ago, I think I'm just so happy that the result of doing, getting out of my comfort zone with my girlies just made me want to get more out of my comfort zone with my girlies more. I was like, I want more of this. Yes. I'm seek. I would like to seek more off the beaten path things to do because it's just like a fun quest to even like put yourself up to the the challenge to do and it was like when you have the time to do it too like that the fact that we even all had that space that time to do it like it just all was when things click and it's saying everything's saying yes say yes bitch or and make the time like the, the time. i know not everyone has a ch- has a choice all of the time and that, that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about more like to myself where i go like wait, you're going to say no. Like someone just invited you. I love going on trips. I love going with people on a thing. Like that's my, that's my thing. Why am I saying I'm all of a sudden going like, no, my job is more important than that. You like, that's not what you even believe. Like, Mm -hmm. of course this is more, it's, it is that thing of like, I think in death in the same way where it goes like, you're going to let, you're going to deprive yourself of a potentially wonderful uh, experience with your friend or something that's going to be like fucking awful. And you let her go on that alone. Oh, you, there's like, the pot. There's that the was another thing that I thought too, <laughs> I didn't I was think like, that was going to be that. I didn't, I I didn't had, think it was I awful. I had talked but... to him for a while on the phone, you guys. So I, when I kept being like, he's weird. Like I was trying to tell you, he's hard to describe, but I didn't think it was going to be awful. I don't mean awful, but I mean, like, what if this guy's just like weird or whatever? Like, she's yeah. going to need someone to talk to about this or like to at least like make faces at while someone's doing a thing, like any of that mm-hmm. things where it's like, yes, we can like go along. Let's go along with our friends on these things. Go along with people who invite you. Not I know, again. Lot, lots of caveats and lots of things, you know, we're talking about dear dear friends <laughs> who yeah. are also in a position to do these things. Don't like mm-hmm. quit your job. Um, but that the opposite of that, of being like, oh, you're going to die at a job. Like, yeah, what if, exactly. Ugh. Like instead, what are you like? What are they going to kill you if you can't go? Like you miss an email, like yeah. get in the mm-hmm. fucking ocean, like go <laughs> find the weirdest tour guide in your town and do whatever they are offering you to do might be is my new rec yeah it was fun i mean did i you know see my own fin foot come out into my peripheral and think i was getting attacked by shark absolutely um you know i mean were there moments where i was like i don't want to do this like going into a cave yeah for sure but you know it ended up being cool and i liked it i definitely had a few freakouts too because the sand had some gray in it and I was like oh that means there's a stingray under but that doesn't mean that there's just different mm-hmm. colored sand I loved his very Virgo way of saying I wouldn't tell you to do it if I thought if it was dangerous I feel like he said that quite often and I'm mm-hmm. like that is exactly what my ass needs to hear of because mm-hmm. there's some wild child people 
you know, if you just look this man up, you would think this guy has no regard. I mean, he does crazy, wild, off the beaten path stuff. There's no way he thinks of safety, but he does all that things, all those things successfully because he does think of the safety and what can you do? What can you eat? What can you not eat? But yeah, and that's like, oh, right. You went on Naked and Afraid six times and survived. Yeah. You didn't flounder. So you're exactly my guy who I want. If you're like, that's, I, I think Airbnb experiences also sometimes have, you know, and I know Airbnb, blah, boo. But I feel like that's where like the weirdos hang out too and like list their kind of their tours and things that you can find. But I, I, I did the ocean swim. The first ocean swim I did was with one of the Airbnb experience people. I, I like don't Scott was the same thing when I did the ocean swim. He was like, you're just going to go with this guy. I'm like, he's not going to what's he going to do? Drown me. Like He's not going <laughs> to be able to touch me or grope me. I'm in a wetsuit. It's not like, you know, it's not the, it would be the worst option like mm-hmm. to like lure a woman out into the middle of the sea. Like it makes no and mess sense. up that Airbnb bag. Come on. Right. But it is, I will say this is a thing I think that also is about when you feel um, that's like the only idea that like a, a straight man can imagine be feeling physically afraid for themselves. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Where, Where I'm like, like, no, I'm more scared walking down the yeah. street, actually. <laughs> I'm like, do you think bad things happen when you pay a person and there's a paper trail? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, no, it's it's yeah, like it's a stranger on the internet. It's a bit like a anonymous, whatever, whatever it is. Like, not no. that bad things can't happen in those yes, things. Definitely that your people. I'm not advocating mm-hmm. that you just go with whoever, but I I, I made my judgments. Yes. And, and tell people where you're going, you know, I'm more concerned. I have friends who go out on hikes and don't tell anyone they're going on a hike that day. I find, I think that is way more like a little more scary than no, I'm going with Gary at the Redondo surf and shop at 10. I'll be back. I'm Google tracking me. Here you go. I mean, our parents, I don't know if your parents ever talked about the hitchhiking days, but it's like, this is pretty tame compared to, I think what more, more people have, have done in the past, but it was so fun. Everything's a hitchhike. Potentially, we just have more like before you just had to be like, if the person opened their door, you just had to trust and get in. But now you go like, oh, I can look this person up. You're still always taking a, a risk with people. But at least now we have loads of information and references and reviews. And again, like trails, Pluto and Scorpio ways that you can connect people to other people and see who has had experiences and all of that. Wait, mm-hmm. am I to understand that I'm the only one who's hitchhiked with their mom? What? Really? I think yeah. so. Wait. Very little. I mean, I our car broke down and there was like no other option at that time. Yeah, it wasn't. There wasn't like cell phones. We didn't have what it was just that was it. I don't know if I have a memory specific to that, but definitely like a door to door that feels the same to me as like just being allowed as a kid to like literally go door to door in neighborhoods and just say like, hi, like we're selling stuff. We're doing a thing. I guess it's like trick or treating, but I have a memory sort of of uh, getting getting a ride from someone we didn't know or that like along those lines. Mm-hmm. I have a memory that I don't know if it's my memory or from a Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen straight to VHS <laughs> film where I've eaten the class that the millennial dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> 
where I'm like, did I actually eat a random grandma's sugar cookies with pink lemonade in her home? Or was that the Olsen to a movie where I think it's like a to witch grab, theme to grandmother's, to grandmother's house, house, we, house go. we go. That's it. Jury's out. I went in a lady's car also when I was thinking <laughs> fourth or fifth grade and I came home on the bus and my, my door was locked and that just wasn't something that happened at my house. Mm-hmm. And I, some woman I got in her car, thankfully she was a neighbor and had like a son my age. So it wasn't weird. Um, but yeah, I just went to her house and my mom was like, oh my God, I'm so lucky that you're not a psycho. I've yes. definitely done all of those things. I've also, I realized, I don't think I've hitchhiked, but I've definitely had a car breakdown and had to get a ride from strange men after at a bar because it was like <laughs> three in the morning or whatever. Mm-hmm. And being like, oh, the person that I knew was not, there um and i i had offered to give these people a ride home that's also my thing too where i'm like i've offered to give absolute strangers rides home (laughs) and been like hey i'm just hey whatever like but i also like that you said strange men like there's like there's any other other kind (laughs) (laughs) but that i'm thinking of the people that i've let either given a ride or let them give me a ride is insane very now I'm grateful. having a flashback of when I went to Bonnaroo, 2008, nine. And I, it's, I don't know if anyone's ever been to Bonnaroo, but I don't know if it's changed, but probably hasn't. But the traffic to get in just goes for miles and miles. You're sitting for a while. I, me and a friend decided to get out and brush our teeth. Like we're like, it's time to brush our teeth, I guess. So we're like standing, brushing our teeth, but then the traffic opens and clears and our car full of acid brain hippies decides to go and not be like come get back in the car and so me and my my girlfriend are like like running with our toothbrushes like fuck we cannot find them so i've i'm having a flashback of getting into the truck bed with like a dog being like searching for friends like pre-cell like this is still like early iphone and also even if you had iphone signal not really working just be like i have four days left I have no camping gear. I am in a car with a bunch of Wookiees. Everyone smells. And I didn't think twice. Didn't think twice about it. If our our mothers could hear this podcast, please, mothers don't listen. But no, I guess I have. That was like, that was like a festival hitchhiking though. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like we're just that generation that straddles the kind of like, uh non-digital and digital yeah it's just very interesting well i think it's also this idea that now unlike other generations where you could say you could like be like oh moms don't listen to this or it's like our moms were doing wild shit too they just can now tell you that they didn't and be a mom without a digital eternal footprint of every mistake and decision you've made and we are the generation that lived before we knew that was going to be a thing, but now has to live with the ability of like both the knowledge and the fear that like one day some of those things will come onto the internet or whatever in a way that no no other generation Mm -hmm. has because we do have like a pre. Unfortunately, came up with another business idea just now, a hitchhiking app, safe, secure for your neighborhood. Hey, I'm going down the street. I'm hopping. I, you set the alarm. Like I'm leaving in 20. Oh shit. This I is, can catch this. I this think this is what should... Lyft was when it started. Yeah. <laughs> the true, but there's no, but it's free. Yeah. It's no, just I love the it. general. It's just the generosity. 
It must be sponsored by a company that would benefit from this is the real, that's the connector. Uh, Yeah. Just feel like if you got a hitchhike, you probably don't have you're not apping you know what i mean yeah, like you're, you're probably not <laughs> i think it's like hey if you need to just like trust that someone nice will probably pick you up if you are like they're like stand outside True. ask someone for help like let's like trust our i just made it man. i just made hitchhiking gross i just made it gross with no. that suggestion but if someone i liked it way, i liked it too i think I it was a, I went, a million dollar idea because well, i think they've done it uh lift an uber <laughs> But just about it's a great off. idea. I just hope that it's you know, like it couch surfing, get... but Uber Lyft. You know what I mean? Like it's. Sure. I was. Oh, I was about to basically. There is an. There is an app called Hitch that that is the whole premise. Okay. Well, I was going to pitch the bus basically, where I'd be like, there should just be <laughs> places. It doesn't. It's not an app. You just go stand at the one place, and if you're driving, if you need a hitch, you go stand there, and someone picks you up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean public transportation? Oh, it's public transportation, right? We always oh, come back. Yeah. We, we always come back that it's always <laughs> public resources. No, Nate Craig has a great joke about how um, flying cars or whatever that it's like it's just trains like it was like we have one track <laughs> and everybody's gonna be on one track and it's or like, trolleys yeah, trolleys, yeah i think could absolutely make I, that reminds me someone dm'd us earlier and i forgot to send it to y'all that rockaway beach gets free sunscreen dispensers oh i saw right. that it's begun if you've listened to our sunscreen episode where we again went back to the fact that everything just needs to be a public resource including sunscreen because it's for your health Yes, this is a I feel like Los Angeles doesn't have um, the public beaches the way that you do on the East Coast. I feel where, like when we, you know, maybe we just give too much money to other stuff. That's true. Too. We don't have yeah. to give into it. We don't get the flooding. Our beaches are year round. So I think people take it for granted where mm-hmm. even in Chicago, the beach, you know, it comes yeah. alive. Same with New York. That's so a I great think, point. I think then. When it's a shorter time of year, they even have to supply the sunscreen, even though if you've listened to the sunscreen episode, you should be wearing that in the winter, too. But I was happy to eat uni from the ocean. It was that was the extreme foraging. You took it to the next level, Lisa, and I appreciate I appreciate that. I was glad you guys wanted to go. It was fun. It was was fun. So great. And bring us up if you book Gary, by the way, because maybe he'll take us on a free uh, kelp swim. Who knows? Yeah. Not that it has to. I would pay to. I would have paid him all over again because it was. It was private. That was like, worth every worth every dollar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was gonna say. Speaking of sun, being clo- being out in the sun, being. Oh, I also got burnt. <laughs> That's what that made me. It's fine. Mm-hmm. We can move on. We don't need to talk about it. Um, I was like, I interrupted my own segue into this. Uh. <laughs> Today we're talking about Kazimis. Kazimi. Kazimi. Ever heard of her? Now you Kazimi, now you don't. <laughs> you probably have. I feel like when Kazimis come around, people get, I think it's just fun to say. And I know yeah. they're important as well, but I think it's, it's one of those words that is fun to say and people get really excited about the Kazimis. I feel like this is something that has come up with the explosion of traditional uh, Hellenistic astrology. This is not a term that I feel like we see have seen uh, as much prior to that, 
even even in our stint as a podcast, I feel like we never saw the term Kazemi, even if we were talking about a conjunction, maybe someone would, maybe us like, uh, I don't know. And I know that there's a way you could do like a reverse kind of search of this tooth to see if this is actually true. Um, but maybe it's like popular astrology. I'm sure people were still saying it because it's a known term, but I feel like the pop your your popular astrology. And could that also be just because there's more content? Sure. We're trying to, you know, come up with more ways to talk about these things. Absolutely. But it does feel related to traditional, um, the traditional astrology boom that we are, are in, um, simply because we're talking about like, this seems like one where it's like the condition of the planet as opposed to um, modern kind of psychological astrology, which is talking more about, you know, kind of experience or whatever. I think that Kazemi is something that talks about like very definitively the condition that a planet is in. Um, and mm-hmm. so it does feel like it's a little less attuned um, to more. Yeah. Psychological mm-hmm. astrology. Mm-hmm. I like try to get down to, you know, the definition outside of astrology and it looks like there isn't one, but um, it's like the heart within the sun, which is also the sun rules the heart, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it is like very interesting to me to have that kind of like, it is in the heart's heart. Like it is that like most comfortable, most like, And I think that's why, you know, it's often associated with good luck and all that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, essentially, it's about a planet getting into the center of the sun. Mm -hmm. Kazemi, too long, didn't read, is a conjunction with the sun. There is some debate for how exact we are talking about, but we are talking about an exact conjunction or within one degree, uh, depending on one school of thought or within 16 minutes of an exact conjunction, depending on other schools of thought. But we're talking about this isn't a natal wide aspect. I mean, it, it can be a natal aspect. It can also be a transit just like anything. But we're not talking about our traditional, you know, five to 10 degree orb on either side sort of thing. Although something still is definitely in the. You know, in our explanation of what it means metaphorically to be Kazemi, we will talk about what what differentiates that space where it is like you definitely are going to feel a sun conjunction natally within 15. They say within 15 degrees of the sun. And I think that's because it's the fucking sun. Anything close Mm -hmm. to the sun is likely to be we're millions of miles away from the sun and we're burning our faces off right now. So the sun, the sun, (laughs) the sun rips. Okay, Uh, so close. (laughs) close exact or not we're still feeling the sun but the the kazemi specifically because it is so exact is said to be a time when you are getting more of the like protection of the sun the favor of the sun instead of being kind of blasted out and melted by the sun which is which uh you know anything close to the sun is likely to potentially be overpowered by the sun because of its proximity whereas kazemi is because of its precise proximity becomes back to it's so close it's the sun itself so it's also like you know have Mm -hmm. you seen that tiktok where it's like the cat and the rat and it's like rat says uh most dangerous place is the safest and he's like running under the cat Mm -hmm. it's that to me where it's like yeah this is like the you know the melting point or whatever but it's like you're so within it that you you can't like get destroyed by it 
Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, because it's like in the it, within 15 degrees of the sun, it's a thing where it's like if you're looking up at something because we can think of it like that, where it's like it's there. You're not seeing the other stars. You're not seeing Venus there. You're not seeing Mercury. You're just seeing, like if you look up, you see the sun and that's it. But if you're like in the sun, then if we're looking at the sun, we're looking at you too. Yeah. Like you're just, you've just been absorbed into the sun and kind of amplified the sun's power as opposed to being something where it's like, oh, I didn't see you there. It's like, oh no, I'm, I'm here. I always think of whenever we're talking about these, the Alan joke of like, I'm with him uh, oh, yeah. about the, the sun the and eclipse. the moon. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, yeah. it's like, a it feels like a cheat code almost. Cause I, I think this, even though I think Kazemi is a sort of simple concept right one that we hear with like a, a a fancy astrological term it was a good reminder just about like conjunctions in general too and i forget how they're seen as weak sauce <laughs> or like or seen right as that sun what you mentioned to earlier julie like of, of the sun sort of taking over that like yes a conjunction can really mean like these planets are in, in quite an agreeance but also heavily under the sun's influence and there was also like a new term that I must have seen it before, but it kind of stood out to me too. And you mentioned within that 15 degrees, this is some said 15, some said 17, but being under the sunbeams in general of just still being weakened. But it it's, and I, you know, I say weekend, like don't freak out. It's fine. Everyone like conjunctions are around things happen. It doesn't mean you're doomed, but I think it's just a good reminder of like the sun's heavy, strong, we can feel it influence, but even just like, I think it was from what crystal crystal B astrology just had like a, it's a very simple breakdown of like combust, you know, this conjunction, like weak and like, or weakest planetary state under the sun being weak Kazemi so strong. And it's like, it just feels like this cheat code of like, you just hit it at the right moment. It's like a ace in the pocket. You hit the jump shot. Lucky for you, you could even get this close that you can kind of harness the power in a way that's like, Got gotcha. Well, it's like, I mean, we just saw Top Gun just came out, and there's a thing without not just came out, but it's what it <laughs> reminded me of is like almost doesn't count in the thing of like uh mm. an explosion or something like that. Like you either hit the target or you don't. And I think that thing with the sun and with all conjunctions, when things are conjunct, it's hard to separate where where is a thing, but a bullseye is also a conjunction of a dart and a board and the exact right spot that you want it to be. But hitting hitting it on the board at other points is still a like a conjunction, but it's just less and less points and less impressive the more that you get it. It's more just like, oh, yeah, these are pretty close. But when a thing is like exact, um, you don't have to. You don't have to be like, well, it could be this influence. It could be that influence. It's that like they're not. Uh, I don't know. You know canceling each other out the same way that it's like oh no this is like the parts fitting together this thing fits exactly in the hole it's right right there mm -hmm. this might be a dumb girl's astrology question and i but i've thought this many times and you're the only people i trust so here's here's my question the sun being i guess like i'm thinking of like these planets right like any planet can kazimi in theory, right? Mercury, the personal planets are going to do this more frequently because they're moving faster. Doesn't Kazemi, like, I'm intrigued that Kazemi seem to happen so 
not never, but infrequently considering it's just the planet kind of passing by or through or because you can go even even that's why they say within 16 minutes. And I think that that's kind of true. Or I mean, like, I think the more precise, right. it's just this here, rare time period that can link up, but sometimes everything's moving. So because it's just, yes, if the sun moved into, let's say the sun and Mercury ingress the same day, Mercury is still moving faster. So even if they go, unless they ingress at zero degrees at the exact same time, one is always just a little bit there. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing of like, why did that DVD thing bounce into the corner exactly right one time and everyone cheers? It's like that, where it's like, <laughs> you know, the thing or the computer saver screen. I'm very being very elder millennial here, where it's like it gets so close, mm-hmm. obviously, a bunch of times, but to make it exact requires a bunch of exact things. So it, it is right. It is potent. It is Wait, special. Doesn't it, it still like, happen like five times a year? Yeah. So, I mean, that's okay. why I'm like, it's not a, not, it's not a, it's not a rare in a life. Yeah, yeah. At least with Mercury, with Venus, um, which have relatively shorter, depending cycles, the signs. Yeah. yeah. About the same with each other. So they're likely. Um, but I think it is still a thing where it's like, it's just, it's that exact moment. And so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a thing to, to know know how to harness in advance, but I think it is a thing where you go like, yeah, if you have to give a presentation that day or do a thing you want to like, you're, you're having trouble coming up with an idea. It's that thing where it's like, who knows what you don't have to know why you just have to know it when you see it or hear it or say it, or, you know, Mm -hmm. it, when the moment's right, it just happens. And it is a thing that's like, it's a moment within 16 minutes. We don't have anything else that we like do obviously I'm sure there are people doing astrology and sex of astrology that would require that level of precision but most of the stuff we go oh a degree one or two you're gonna feel it for this many days and it's like Mm -hmm. nah it's it's a second it's fleeting I I like Robert Hand talking about um just the sun and the sun conjunct mercury in planets in transit because he talks about the sun bringing focus to that sign or to the sign or the planet or the house or whatever, um, wherever the sun is having the, the conjunction. And I think that's interesting, too, because I think for me, I always think of like it's Jupiter that brings focus. But I don't I guess it's because like. I don't think of focus in that way and like. I'm glad to have this reframing because I feel like Jupiter is the kind of thing where it's like it becomes so big you can't not see it. Whereas the sun, it's like how light draws your eye. It's just bringing your attention there. It's not necessarily being like, look at me, look at me or whatever, but it is just so bright. It's hard to like not um, acknowledge it. And yes. I think that that's that's interesting with Mercury, too, because we're kind of already talking about cognition, the way we think, the way we speak and those things that also like bring our focus. And also like Quicksilver, the trickster nature of it. When you were saying that, it was making me think back to snorkeling a little of like you can catch something just sparkling out of your eye. And sometimes it's nothing, but sometimes it's buried treasure or whatever. But that thing of like, what draws you to it is the, I really like that image of the light catching because it is like, oh, that's there. That feels very mercurial specifically. Mm -hmm. 
And we have some Kazemi, you know, Kazemis are, they're not hella rare. They come up. We had, we just had a Mercury Kazemi right before Lisa's wedding on July 16th. And then we'll have a Mercury Kazemi in Libra on September 22nd. And then the next Mercury Kazemi will be on January 7th in Capricorn next year. But we got a big old Venus Kazemi coming up on October 22nd at 29 degrees Libra. And there was something, I can't remember the exacts about it, but there's some configuration that like it's a shift of, I think this will be like, there's always been Kazemis and Scorpio or something. I'm like butchering a, a ancient internet artifact. It could but- be, well, I'm like, it could be um, like signs that this happens in or elements. Something that would is, make sense to me that shifting. something could shift like that. <laughs> something is shifting where shit's happening. I remember like things are going to be more Libran soon. I will try to find this, but I remember reading this like long, long ago, and I just remembered that this is coming up. Hell yeah. I'm going to plan a date night that night. I love and that. I already know what I want to do. I love is it with, with, with us or with Scott? Sure. Either one. <laughs> I'm not picky. <laughs> we'll, see. well, Scott's we'll not free. See. You know, we're around for our, our, our yeah. adventure, our adventure dates. I just want to go back to Balboa Island, and it was, it was sort of not really about anything. Yeah, you guys been there? Yes. No. It's so funny and weird and cool. I I like it. Yeah. There are so many. There are so many places we got to go. Yeah. So many places, and all in our backyard and that same goes for everyone listening to there's there is adventure right outside your window you just gotta you just gotta get in the center of the heart of the sun and do the damn thing which life takes effort who knew who fucking knew Mm -hmm. well kazimi kazimi later no kazimi uh i'm i'm exhausted i think i've done all of the kazimi puns and plays i can do but yeah Mm -hmm. now you know i'll take two hot kazimis to go please yes um thank you for being in the heart of this podcast uh you can kazee me and the rest of these ladies <laughs> next week. <laughs> See you next Monday. Bye. Have fun snorkeling or doing whatever the hell you're going to do. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast, on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod, and TikTok at What's Your Sign Podcast. For business opportunities, advertising, or commission readings, email us What's Your Sign Podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Loken, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chenu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.